Oh my god, you guys. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of Olivia's Obscura. My name is Olivia. I'm your host today and every day. And I'm so happy to be here this week. And I think we might have a few new listeners from TikTok. So if you found your way here, just know that I am standing here welcoming you with open arms, even though you can't see me, but it's the thought that counts. And I'm just stoked that you made it to the pod, okay? I'm glad that you stuck around for one episode, and I'm glad you're sticking around for another one, okay? This is a long-form stream of consciousness kind of chit-chatty podcast, so if you're looking to just have a little chat, a little one-sided chat with me, um, that's what I'm here for, dude. Talk. Ba- you can talk. You can like put this on in your headphones when you're walking, and you can just like talk back to me. And people will just think you're on a phone call or on a FaceTime or something. Um, If that's kind of if that's kind of your vibe, if you are looking to have a have a chat. okay? I'm not I'm not here to judge. I'm here to say you go, girl. My in real life friends tell me text me when they're listening and they're like, oh, my God, I just feel like I'm hanging out with you, even though you're not here right now. And I'm like, perfect. That's exactly that's exactly my dream is to just get to be able to hang out with everybody all the time, even if I'm not physically there. My goal is to have my spirit penetrating everyone's ears all the time. Sorry for the use of the word penetrating. That was gross. If you're new here, something that I'm instituting on the podcast is a weekly whiport. If you're not familiar, it's like a weekly report, the kind that you see on TikTok. But I switched out the R that's reading for W, watching, because I famously just don't get around to reading a lot of books. Do I wish I was different? No, honestly, because I love to watch things. I love visual stimulation. Give it to me. So the order of our weekly report, report, sorry, if you're not familiar, is watching, eating, playing, obsessing, recommending, and treating. So without further ado, we're just going to hop right into this, Okay. I had, okay, I have a lot of ideas for episodes, but they're just not like fleshed out yet. Like I'm doing the thing that I do where I like um, spend too much time thinking about something. And then by the time I'm like done thinking about it, I'm like, actually, I don't even care about it. And I don't even want to execute it anymore because I've just spent so much time like mulling it over in my head. I'm kind of mid that cycle right now. And I'm trying to break it because obviously I don't want to get to the point where I'm sick of like thinking about subjects before I even get the chance to speak them into existence but like you know it's all part of the it's all part of the creative process okay today I didn't have anything like really nailed down so I'm just kind of gonna yap I'm kind of gonna yap and blab and we're gonna have just like a little a little talk a little talking time and if you don't like it that's really okay because this is free for you to listen to um So that makes me feel better. I'm not really, you know, I would feel like I would need to provide like a a really amazing product if uh, people were paying for this, but no, no, they're not. So today I'm not gonna, I'm not stressing. I'm not stressing. I'm here to have a good time. I get my goal in life. Always have a good time. There's this, what was this tweet that I just saw earlier? It was like, I'm trying to remember who it was. It was a screenshot of somebody saying that they didn't want to get married, like a celebrity saying they didn't want to get married because they didn't want to be in a situation for even an hour where they're not enjoying themselves. And I was like, that is so me, except I am in a relationship and I am enjoying 
my time in in that relationship obviously or else I wouldn't be in it but this just tickled me because that is kind of my philosophy yeah it's Kim Cattrall quote I don't want to be in a situation for even an hour where I'm not enjoying myself period period that is what I'm talking about W watching what am I watching I'm watching a lot of stuff right now I am currently watching 90210 um Montana friend of the pod told me that I should watch it because she was with me during my Degrassi journey I can't remember I don't think I've talked about this on here before but during August and September and I think a little bit of October too yeah through like beginning of August through mid-October all I did was watch Degrassi I couldn't watch anything else all I did was watch Degrassi Next Generation and then Degrassi Next Class I haven't watched the junior high or the high school versions yet they I tried but they weren't like grasping my mind so I let go but I felt so like sad and aimless and like such a big part of my life and heart and soul was missing after I finished Degrassi because between Degrassi Next Generation and Degrassi Next Class which is like the it's kind of, it's not really a spin-off they just kind of like renamed the series at season 11 I think it was so from like seasons 1 through 11 it was Degrassi Next Generation and then from 11 through 14 it was Degrassi Next Class and Netflix picked it up I don't know if you're unfamiliar it's a Canadian TV show it's like a teen soap opera and it was it genuinely gripping I loved it so much there was so much of it like I love to watch something that there's just like so much of like I was so strapped in for 14 seasons of Degrassi I loved every minute of it some seasons were better than others but like I couldn't I couldn't not watch all of the episodes like I had my ass sat watching Degrassi a lot like I don't even think I'm realizing until right now how much Degrassi I watched because that was also back when the seasons, I think the show ran from 2001, I want to say, to like 2017 or whatever. Um, but that was back when they made TV shows with seasons that were so long. At the beginning, it was just like a like a regular TV show that like came back for seasons. So there was like a normal amount of episodes in them. But then at some point in the series, they transitioned it to like a soap opera style TV show so there's an episode every week every week of the year so there's like 48 episodes in a season which is truly insane like it they were only like 20 minute episodes but wait no I think they were an hour which on which without commercials is like 40 minutes but 48 of those in one season that's a lot that's a lot so you can understand where I was at personally when I when I lost this this tv show in my life when I was done I couldn't watch any more of it Montana a couple of weeks ago said you should watch the 90210 reboot with Annalyn McCord I think it could be your new Degrassi so I gave it a shot obviously I love it Obviously, I love it because do you want to know the first thing that I clocked when I put that show on? I said, oh, my God. The girl, the main girl in the show is Darcy from Degrassi Next Generation. So there's crossover there. And I'm obviously intrigued. I love that. I love that. What's her name in the show? Hold, please. Annie. Annie Wilson in 90210 is played by Sinead Grimes, who played Darcy in Degrassi. And then kind of like the queen bee on the show, Naomi, is played by Annalyn McCord, who is beautiful and amazing and absolutely acting her pussy off in this show. I will say 
She's supposed to be in high school. She does look a little bit 35 years old. Okay, they have her styled. The way they do her hair and her styling is iconic and it serves, but it's not giving high schooler. But, you know, whatever. That is the one thing I really liked about Degrassi is that the kids looked like they were supposed to be in high school. And they weren't like the actors and actresses playing the actors. The what was that? What am I even saying? The actors in Degrassi were actually the age they're supposed to be or somewhere in that vicinity. Like it was usually like a 16 year old playing a 16 year old. (laughs) So I don't know. You don't see that a lot. So I did enjoy it. And it was refreshing to see kids that looked like, you know, 15 year olds and not 35 year old corporate boss babes. But hey, we do what we we do what we can in these trying times. Me and Ty also today watched the first episode of The Curse, which is the new show with Nathan Fielder and Emma Stone. And it was insane. I was like kind of jaw on the floor for part of it because there was just at one point just full frontal nudity. Like there was just actually no at two different points. There was just full on peener wiener in the show. And I was like, I like clutched my pearls, you guys. That is like not that is shocking. It is shocking to be watching like a Paramount Plus original and just see micropeen loud and clear. And it, I looked it up. It wasn't obviously I had to, I, I knew this in my heart, but I like had to look it up. Obviously, it wasn't Nathan Fielder's real dick. It was like a micropenis prosthetic or something. But if you haven't watched the, the show, you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? But there's like a there's like a small penis plot line in the show. Um, from what I can tell I didn't pay attention I paid mostly attention it was good Uh, Emma Stone love her love her Nathan Fielder love him too strange guy um, which obviously is intriguing they had really good chemistry together as actors in my opinion I was like okay I'm actually on board with this show it's pretty convincing and it's one of those shows where everything's a little suspicious and like you don't really know what's gonna go wrong which I like I like a show like that um so I haven't we only got the first episode free but we need to just pay like $11 for the Paramount Plus membership for like a month so I can watch the rest of it because I do really want to know what happens like I am very I'm like I'm still thinking about it we watched it earlier and like it is still on my mind so that tells me that I should probably watch the rest of it Um, Speaking of shows that kind of keep you on your toes, bars, but we have also been, me and Ty, when I say we, have been doing a kind of sporadic you rewatch because the final season is premiering in February, I believe. And I just, I love that show so much. I like love, that's like my Breaking Bad. You know how people say Breaking Bad is like the best TV show of all time? I, for me personally, in my heart and soul, it's you. It's you on Netflix. And we made it through the first season uh, today and we started the second season. The second season of you is so good. I think this is my third watch through of the second season of you because I watched it right when it came out, when I lived at home. And then I watched it again with Ty when we moved into our apartment we have together and we had COVID. So we had to quarantine. And then we're watching it again right now. And Every time I watch this, like, I know what's going to happen. I've seen the show, but I'm still like the acting is so good and the writing is so good and the show is so good and the like production and the music and everything. Like I every time I watch it, 
I'm still like, oh, like what's going to happen? Even though I know what's going to happen. But like I'm still immersed in it just like the first time I was watching it. And I love that. I really, really love that. I love an immersive viewing experience. Maybe not in the way you would think. Like I really don't like those movie theater seats that like shake and like tremble. I went to a movie once that was in like a special theater. I don't even know because I'm such like a budget bitch that I never go to like the nice movie theater. I just go to like the regular one. Like I never go to like Sinopolis or whatever. Like I never go to IMAX. I just go to like the regular regular theater because I, I don't care that much. But one time I went to a movie, I think it was like Batman or something. I don't even know. It was like, it was like eight years ago, but not, not really. It was like six or seven years ago. That is so not important. I, I can't get hung up on the, I can't get hung up on the specifics, but it was in one of those theaters with the seats, like when the movie, when it, it gave you like an immersive experience where it like rattled the seat around during the movie, like when like explosions would happen, like the seat would like tremble I didn't love that I didn't love it I didn't it just wasn't I wasn't like wow I would really pay for this again you know I would have had the same if not slightly better and less jarring experience in a theater where the seat didn't move but yeah anyway I am loving re-watching you I'm having so much fun just like the first time that I watched the show and the second time realistically okay okay and I can't wait for the fourth season is it the fourth season that's coming out or is it the fifth Okay, so it was season one, two, three, and then season four was launched in part one and two, and now the one that's coming out in February is going to be the fifth and final season, and I'm okay with that. I don't need I I don't need it to go on forever. Like I, it's a good show. I'm gonna go back and rewatch it a lot <laughs> over my lifetime. I guarantee that I will do a few more watch throughs of you, and. I'm not mad that they're ending it. I think that it kind of needs to end, actually. I really loved the direction they took it with season four. When he was in London and kind of like infiltrating high society. Like, I love that kind of thing. It was, I just like, now I'm trying to remember season four because I've only watched that season once when it came out last year. Oh my God, the second part of the season four came out earlier this year February of 2023 that feels like so long ago February of this year feels so long ago which is insane because overall I feel like this year has absolutely blown by like zoom zoom like this shit has been cruising but if I'm like trying to remember February like oh my god that feels like a lifetime ago I'm a different woman now Moving on to E, the eating portion of the weekly report. I feel the need that it is my civic duty, really, to put you onto a snack. A Trader Joe's classic. It's the Holiday Cheer Unexpected Cheddar Spread. It has cranberries, Riesling, and like a cinnamon in it. And it's really good. The Unexpected Cheddar Spread, if you've never had it, for those who are absolutely missing out, like if for some reason you don't go to Trader Joe's or if you don't live in the United States, I'm like genuinely so sad that you don't get to experience the holiday cheer Unexpected Cheddar Spread. And like, sure, you might have free healthcare, okay, but you don't have Trader Joe's and you don't have Unexpected Cheddar Spread and I'm going to take what I can get here. This is a two ingredient snack and the second ingredient is an envy apple 
that Trader Joe's recently has had these envy apples that in, I think it must be a new kind of apple. Like Babe Wake Up new apple just got released because I kind of haven't seen this apple before. Maybe last year. I feel like it's like I if I if I if I'm thinking correctly, which I don't really know because I feel like I might be getting it mixed up with a different kind of apple, but again, one of the tenets of this podcast is that we don't fact check, we just say shit. So if I if I'm recalling correctly, the Envy Apple was like engineered to be like the perfect apple. They're like super crisp and super like sweet, but not too sweet, like a little bit of a tang. So they're like the perfect apple to snack on. And wait, yes, I just Googled it. Envy Apples. Yeah, apparently they take up to 10 hours to turn brown once sliced which I've never tested because when I slice up one of these apples, I'm eating the whole thing. It is so, so, so yummy. And that's what I'm getting at is if you dip the Envy apple into the unexpected cheddar spread holiday cheer version, it is genuinely the yummiest taste experience you can have. I was looking for, I kept wanting to say olfactory, but I know that means smell um, and not taste. But I feel like you get my drift. Okay, now I'm kind of like on an Envy Apples rabbit hole here. They have an Instagram account that has, they have an Instagram account that has 11.8 thousand followers. And it's like just like a corporate Apple page. Oh my God, (laughs) it feels like they're using like stock footage. And just kind of like Photoshopping apples into people's hands. That's funny. Envy Apples, if you want to do a brand brand partnership hit me up i fucking love your apples dude great apples big fan of your work if anyone's got friends in high places anyone knows anyone who works at envy apples please let me know i'm a big fan of their work okay remember the big non-gmo reckoning that happened like in the late 2000s like i'm the opposite of that now i'm pro gmo if it's going to give me fruit that is delicious as an envy apple This is not related to the weekly report, but I do feel the need. I just remembered that I had to do a fact check corner. Like I know I I know I literally just said that we don't fact check, but if people reach out to me with the facts checked, I'm not going to turn that down. And my friend Taylor messaged me after last week's episode where I was talking about, if you remember me being in front of the sprouts, trying to dodge the clipboard guys with my Taylor Swift shirt on. Go listen to last week's episode, Dumb Heteronormative Gossip, if you are if you haven't heard that story and you would like to. But I couldn't think of the word for the like the formal term for a clipboard guy. And she was kind enough to text me and ask, did you mean canvasser? And yes, I did. Yes, I did mean canvasser. They were canvassing. And that is that is what was going on there. So before I forget, I know it's not. It's kind of out of left field, but I just needed to get that off my desk and get that off my chest while I could. Thank you, Taylor. I was trying to dodge the canvassers outside of Sprouts. All right, we're at P for playing. And this week I am playing, I feel the need to put you all onto a Patreon that I subscribe to. That is probably the best $5 a month I spend because... I love this creator's bonus content. And the creator I'm talking about is Catherine Out. I think her real name is Catherine Barry, but her handle on Instagram and YouTube and everything is Catherine Out. And I've actually been watching her videos for 
definitely like 10 years at this point because I think she's like two or three years older than me. And so when I was in high school, I would watch her videos about like trying to get into college and like going to college, which is really funny because I like never wanted to go to college and I didn't go to college, but I did in high school love to watch college YouTubers. Like I remember I loved, um, I loved Catherout and then I loved the other one I remember watching all the time was Sarah Bell 93X. She was like Southern. And I like did like for, I nothing about her like feels like it would have resonated with me. She was like in a sorority and she lived in Kentucky, but I watched her shit all the time. So anyway, not the point. As I've grown, like she's obviously always stayed a couple years older than me. And it's really been fun to like have this kind of insane parasocial relationship with her because everything's like a little bit lined up. Like, we both kind of quit our jobs at the same time. She did this really amazing series. I think it's, like, a series of two, a couple videos on her YouTube channel about, like, her being unemployed and, like, the joy of not working. And I just, like, l- have loved watching her evolution and her content over, like, literally the past decade, which is insane. Like, I don't even have friends from 10 years ago, but I have Kath out. And she has a podcast. It's called Revelatorium, which is amazing. But her Patreon is where the juice is, okay? She puts amazing bonus videos on there. There's a bunch of, like, old podcasts that she never released publicly that I found to be, like, very enjoyable to listen to. She is... She's a, someone that I'm intrigued by and I love her mind, but... I don't have that kind of mind at all. Like, I feel like my values line up with hers and my like humor and kind of, I feel like we're kind of two sides of the same coin, but she's introspective in a way that I'm really not. And she was, I watched her bonus vlog that she posted yesterday on the Patreon. And she was talking about how she kind of treats her life as an experiment And she just like tries stuff and like I've she has so much like confidence, but not not in a way that I've ever really seen confidence modeled before. Like there's something about her that is that is effortless, but at the same time is still trying in a way that I really relate to because I've never been like a easy breezy girl like. I hate to say it, but I've never been a natural. All I do is try, try, try. And so I never really have connected with like, like I love them and I want to be them, but I've never really connected with like cool girls who are like easy breezy girls. And like, God, I want to be one so bad. I want to be breezy and chill and cool, but I just, at my core, that's not who I am. And to see someone who like has such a grasp, I'm talking about Catherine out right now, by the way, still, To have someone who has such a grasp on like her mind and like her inner workings and just knows so much about herself. Like the vlog I was watching yesterday, the newest one, she tried out stand up comedy for the first time and she's like not a comedian by trade. It was like just her first time she just went on for an open mic and did like a 30 second set and it was like so cool to watch. Someone recorded it and because she killed it. First of all, it was her first time she killed it. And second... She had some really interesting musings afterwards talking about like how she always really resonated with comedy. Like she always really loved consuming and watching comedy. So she was like, why don't I try it? 
why don't I just try it? And like, what a radical way to live your life. Like, I love that. And like, that's kind of how I like hope to live my life is like, I like this thing. Like, why don't I just try it? Why don't I just do it? Like, that's kind of what I did with the podcast. Like, I have been consuming podcasts for so many years and making notes app lists and rough drafts of so many podcasts. And like, finally, I just decided to start the podcast, not worrying about being perfect, not worrying about being like fully evolved. And like, yeah, it feels awesome. And like, I love recording the podcast, editing the podcast, listening to people's reactions to the podcast. Like, I love it. So like, I did feel connected to what she was talking about in her most recent vlog. And so for that reason, um, I need to say that I've been playing the Cat Throughout Patreon. And if you like supporting creators, well, definitely subscribe to like her YouTube channel and her TikTok. Just because all of her content is just like really good and not like stressful. You know how sometimes you come you consume some people's content online and you're like you leave it and you your chest feels kind of heavy and like your your breathing is kind of like your breathing is kind of short and you're like I don't feel so good she's like the opposite of that like after you watch or listen to something that Catherout's done you're kind of like oh I feel like a renewed zest for life right now and she's on the smaller end of content creators like is she the biggest most famous most favoritist youtuber to me absolutely but in the grand scheme of things I wouldn't be surprised if you hadn't heard of her so please go check Go check her out. Catherine Berry, Catherine out. Cannot plug that enough. I have been absolutely demolishing. I've been housing the content from her. Okay? Capiche? Moving on to, oh, obsessing. What am I obsessing over this week? I need to talk about something. I need to talk about something, honestly, truthfully, from my heart. And that is the Fast and the Furious movie franchise. Okay? If you know me in real life, you're like, please don't talk about this. Please stop talking about this. But I can't. This is, I have access to the internet and I have a microphone in front of my face. So I'm going to talk about the Fast and the Furious movies real quick. Until very recently, I had never seen any of the Fast and the Furious movies. But I was obviously familiar with the concept, right? Fast cars, explosions, that's kind of the extent of it. Like, that was kind of the extent of it for me. And historically, I don't enjoy action movies, don't give a shit about cars. But when I tell you that they put crack cocaine in these movies, they do some kind of, like, hypnotic spell on you while you're watching them. Like, I watched all 10 of these movies, like, jaw on the floor, slack-jawed, me, Ty, and Montana watched them together. We watched the first one all together on Halloween night. We went to a friend's little get-together. We tried to go to a bar to do karaoke, but the karaoke line was closed. They closed the queue because there was too many people on it. And we were like, well, we don't want to be at this bar if there's not karaoke. No offense. You wanted us to just like drink at a bar? No. We said, let's watch The Fast and the Furious. And that we did. And that was October 31st, this past Tuesday or Wednesday. We watched the 10th, the most recent installment of the franchise. And if you do the math on that, that is two and a half Fast and Furious movies 
per week, every week since Halloween. Do you know what that does to a person? <laughs> I wouldn't expect you to understand. Montana would get off work. She'd text me. She'd say, what are you doing tonight? I said, nothing. She would go fast and furious. I'd say, yup. I'd say, yup, fast and furious because there was 10 of them. We felt, again, like, remember when I was talking about how much I loved Degrassi because there was like 14 seasons that I could just pour every inch of my being into? That's how we felt about the Fast and Furious. We said, there are 10 of these goddamn fucking movies. This is, ri we're rich. We're rich and wealthy. We hit the jackpot. We didn't see the end coming. And I'm, quite frankly, devastated. I watched all 10 of them in the span of a month. What do you expect me to do now? Like, what do you expect me to do? Like, wait for the next one that's coming out in 2025? I don't think you get it. I wish there was 20 of these movies. I would have demolished all 20 of them in a month still. The one that we didn't watch was the Hobbs and Shaw spinoff. For some reason, Ty has seen that one, like as a standalone. Like before he saw any of the other movies, he saw the Hobbs and Shaw. I quite frankly have no interest in it because, hey, to be to speak my tr my real and honest truth, if Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez aren't in it, I quite frankly have little to no interest. I quite frankly have little to no interest. And the Hobbs and Shaw spinoff, which stars The Rock and Jason Statham, just doesn't like light me up inside. And so again, I'm going to quote another thing I said earlier in the podcast. I don't want to be in a situation where I am not enjoying myself for even an hour. Thank you, Kim Control. That is literally my new motto. So no, I haven't watched the Hobbs and Shaw movie. Might I someday if I'm if I'm feeling bored enough? Perhaps. Perhaps. Oh my god, that reminds me. As we were we finished the 10th movie, it was crazy. The end was crazy. We were like, what the fuck? Because okay, spoiler alert, if you like for some reason haven't seen these movies, if you're behind the times like I am, I guess spoiler alert. I'm not like really gonna spoil anything, but like I am kind of so do with that what you will um just like skip ahead like 30 seconds or whatever but the all the movies like they just keep like resurrecting people who like you had thought previously died and that's all I'm gonna say um to spare the people who didn't want to know but they resurrected somebody at the end of the 10th movie and we were like what the fuck <laughs> like why do all these dead people keep coming back um you gotta keep them on your toes you know never let them guess your next move that's that's the thing but me, Ty Montana, we're all sitting in my living room, just finished the 10th movie. We were like, you guys, like, what do we do now? Like, this is so sad. We feel so empty and aimless and directionless. And we found, this is a tangent, okay, sorry. We found in a desperate search, two short films that were made by the Fast and Furious people. Like, I don't, like it was, like they made these two shorts to go in between the first and the second movie, I believe. And then the other short was supposed to be a prequel to like the fourth movie. The first and second movies are like timeline wise the same. Like the first movie leads into the second movie. The third movie is completely different. The third movie is Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, which takes place in a completely different city with a completely different cast of characters. Then the fourth movie, we jump back into like the timeline that was created during the first and second movie. I hope I explained that properly. The second short that they released after Tokyo Drift as like a prequel to the fourth movie, which is okay, we need while I'm here, while I'm here, while I while I have your ears, I need to discuss the naming scheme of these movies because the first one is Fast and Furious. I have to actually pull this up because I don't even know. Okay, yes. <laughs> the first one is called The Fast and the Furious. 
The second one is called Too Fast, Too Furious. Iconic. Love that. The third one is Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. The fourth movie in the franchise is called Fast and Furious. So you heard that right. The first one is The Fast and the Furious 2001. The fourth one is simply Fast and Furious 2009. Hey, what the hell is that? What the hell is that? Then we get to Fast Five. Then we get to Fast and Furious 6. And then we're at Furious 7. So those kind of make sense. I'm not pissed at those. Do I wish we had some like sort of standard naming practice? Sure, but I'm not pissed. The eighth movie is called The Fate of the Furious. And they spelled that shit out. They spelled it out the F-A-T-E of the Furious. Huh? You had the opportunity to do the F number eight of the Furious and you didn't do it. I'm frankly pissed off. That pisses me off. There's F9, just initial, not fast or nor furious, just F9. And then the 10th installment is called Fast X, which is rumored to be the first of, I think, three. So there's going to be Fast X part one, two, and three, which is also insane. Like, why not just 11, 10, 11, 12? I don't even know what to say. I am going to have Montana on the pod and we are going to do an episode together, like a real in-depth episode about The Fast and the Furious. We're going to cover like mostly some themes in like the first, second, fourth, fifth, and sixth movies. Um, just So just, you know, stay excited for that. That's on the horizon, okay? If you want to hear two bitches talk about The Fast and Furious at some point in time, um, we are going to be serving that up for you on a silver platter. But this is just a... This is just like a pregame for that. Anywho, the second short film. Okay, I wait, I don't even know if I said this. The first short film is called The Turbocharged Prelude. Slay. We I love it. The cover is cunty as fuck. Okay. The second one, the second short film is called Los Bandoleros. I need you to st- I don't care if you have never seen any of the Fast and Furious movies. I don't care if you don't give a fuck. I need you to stop what you're doing right now. And go watch this on YouTube. It's on YouTube. It's like 20 minutes long, something like that. Best 20 minutes of your life. Just kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. It's not, but we were absolutely thirsty, starving, desperate for Fast and Furious content after we finished all 10 movies. And imagine, imagine us after a desperate search for more coming across these two short films. Like you wouldn't, it was like Christmas morning. We, we were so stoked about it. So yeah, that was... That's all I'll say. That's all I'm going to say about The Fast and Furious, okay? I don't know how long I've been talking. Probably like 15 minutes. I'm going to cut myself off. I'm going to cut myself off. But no, I'm not cutting myself off. I'm not going to cut myself off because I need to tell you about this movie that I watched last night, actually. So yesterday, I'm going to set the scene for you, okay? Because I'm a storyteller. Yesterday was Small Business Saturday, November 25th. I, having a small business, well, uh, I mean, small business is generous, a generous word for what I'm rocking right now. I would call it like a micro business. Definitely a micro business. But I, if you're unfamiliar, sell my artwork. I do prints and stickers and all sorts of crafty stuff. And so I set up a booth at a local maker's market for a small business Saturday. I hadn't done a market in like almost three months since August. Over three months, I think. So... It was my first one back after a brief hiatus and, you know, that's just kind of, that's what was going on. That like has no bearing on this story, but I'm just really trying to set the scene for you, okay? I'm trying to create an immersive podcasting experience. 
So I'm sitting there. Shannon, who friend, also friend of the pod, is sitting next to me because she, that's how we met. We met doing markets together. She has a small business called Tiny Food Made of Clay where she makes, that's right, tiny food made of clay. So we're sitting there next to each other, our tables next to each other. And then guess what? Montana comes to visit. Ah, you guys, I live in a sitcom. All I do is hang out with my friends all the time. It is perfect. It is perfect. She was off work like before the market ended. So she picked up dinner and she came to the market to hang out with us. Okay. Imagine my delight, right? I hang out with two of my friends, right? What's better? What's better than hanging out with one of your friends? Two of your friends. What's better than hanging out with two of your friends? Three of your friends. Okay. We're sitting there. We're talking about what we're going to do later in the evening. And we both start thinking, wow, what we really want to do is go home and watch The Fast and the Furious. But there's no, we can't, like, we just can't start it over. So we were both kind of like, ugh, what are we going to watch? We really just need something else to, like, grasp us in the same way that FNF did. So I was thinking I was going to watch a little rom-com, okay? Because that's, I've, okay, Thanksgiving night, me and Ty went to his parent, his dad's house for Thanksgiving. We came home. We watched three movies. We watched She's All That, She's the Man, and 10 Things I Hate About You. In one night, it was, we were on a, bender a bender of 90s and early 2000s rom-coms which bring back the rom-com bring back the we need more like earnest rom-coms okay i saw like i feel like we're at the point and i think that a lot of people feel this way where like all rom-coms are now like self-referential and it feels like everyone that's like in a rom-com is like self-aware of the fact that they're acting in a rom-com which is like not the not the move like i just need a real rom-com not like some self-referential self-aware like poking fun at the genre rom-com but I digress so I was thinking last night of continuing that trend I was gonna watch this movie that I've never seen before but I it's it's on my radar obviously it's called win a date with Tad Hamilton um is that what it's called win a date with with Tad Hamilton yes it's from 2004 it has Josh Duhamel and Kate Bosworth in it and Topher Grace and Jennifer Goodwin crazy lineup crazy lineup I didn't end up watching that because I didn't have Tubi I could only watch it on Tubi and I didn't have Tubi downloaded on the TV and I didn't feel like figuring that out so I went to YouTube because sometimes there's some bangers on YouTube movies some free ones free with ads hey I'll take the ads I don't care I'm a simple girl all I need is something free with ads okay I'm looking through nothing's really tickling me nothing's really tickling me I'm looking through the thriller like horror freebies on YouTube movies and I come across a movie cover that makes my jaw drop it is called joyride it is from the year 2001 I have never heard of this movie but on the cover is a guy that I could only recognize as the dad from the first season of White Lotus who thought he had ball cancer while he was on vacation. He was married to like the goop lady um, and he was Sidney Sweeney's dad in the show. That guy, that guy's on the cover. Next to him is Paul Walker. So I said, okay, perfect. A car, a seemingly car centric movie that has Paul Walker and the guy from season one of White Lotus who thought he had ball cancer in it. I'm sold. I'm sat. My ass is sat for this viewing, this fine cinema viewing experience. Okay, so this movie was written by J.J. Abrams, directed by John Dahl. It is starring Paul Walker, Steve Zahn, who is the White Lotus ball cancer guy, 
Um, which, okay, that's so funny because I know for a fact this guy has done, like, bigger projects, but because I don't consume, like, pop, like, okay, I definitely consume popular media, okay? Like, obviously, I can't say that I don't consume popular media, but I haven't seen, like, a lot of, like, big blockbusters that you'd assume I've seen. Like, I've never seen, like, Jurassic Park. And I also didn't grow up in, like, a Disney household. Like, my parents weren't, like, Disney parents. They didn't, like, we didn't. I don't know, like, I, it just wasn't, like, a Disney family, so I never, I've never seen, like, The Lion King, like, I don't know, I've never, I, I hadn't seen, I haven't seen any of the Harry Potter movies, I didn't see Finding Nemo till I watched it in, like, my high school Spanish class in Spanish, like, the, like, Finding Nemo itself was in Spanish, so, anyway, so, so, I, I never know people from, like, their, their big roles, I'm always, like, I can always pinpoint them from something that's, like, not their main role, Okay, so now I'm looking at it, and Steve Zahn, he was in Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Daddy Daycare, um, National Security, War for the Planet of the Apes, like, all movies that, like, are definitely movies, but no, I know him as Ball Cancer Dad from White Lotus Season 1. God, I'm kind of due for a White Lotus rewatch, honestly. I love that show. I love that show. And I'm so excited for Season 3. On my Instagram story the other day on the at ObscuraPod. If you're not following the podcast on Instagram, ObscuraPod, ObscuraPod, go follow. We're having fun over there. We have fun. You can also follow me on my personal account, Olivia Stober Studios. I post more of my art stuff there and like some personal stuff, but like pop culture stuff, all my unhinged stuff goes on ObscuraPod. I kind of use it as a close friend story, like, but it's not, it's just my public story, but I treat it as a close friend story. If you know, if you catch my drift. I posted a picture of Diana Agron and I said, need to see this queen in White Lotus season three. Like, can you imagine the absolute slayage that would be happening with Miss Diana Agron in season three of White Lotus? Oh my God. I said, who do I put like a little question box on the story and I was like, who are you casting in White Lotus season three? Like no holds barred, like dream cast, who are you casting? Because I only have 40 followers on that account. I didn't get a lot of, uh, I didn't get a lot of responses, but I, the ones that I did get, I cherished. Someone said Victoria Pedretti, a woman after my own heart. Okay, like, yeah, put that bitch in everything. Put Victoria Pedretti in everything and I'm watching it. Someone else said, another friend of mine said Harry Styles. And I kind of made a joke. I, I was like, maybe he'll be able to, you know, make room in his Marvel filming schedule to squeeze in the White Lotus season three because it just seemed very far-fetched. Literally, like, two or three days later, news started breaking that there are rumors about Harry Styles actually being cast in White Lotus season three. I haven't checked the legitimacy of those claims, but I've been seeing it on like, I think I saw it on like pop base. But yeah, I just felt the need to say that like, maybe we manifested that or something like maybe my, I'm not saying like an Instagram story manifested Harry Styles being in season three of the White Lotus, but I'm not saying that it didn't do that either. Now, what the fuck was I talking about? What the hell was I talking about? Oh, I was talking about the movie Joyride. So this is a thriller. It is about, so Steve Zahn and Paul Walker are brothers in the movie. And dare I say, a convincing cast, the casting of brothers. They played brothers very convincingly. And okay, so here's the thing. The Fast and the Furious movies did make me a little bit Paul Walker pilled, okay? I was watching them, I was like, I was kind of like falling for it. I was kind of getting into it. I was kind of getting, I was like obviously sad at the end of like the seventh movie or whatever, which is the movie that they were filming when Paul Walker died. And they had to like CGI his face onto his brother's face in the last scene of the movie, which like 
kind of has that sorry if that's a spoiler i can't spoil a real person's death for you okay so like whatever okay i'm done hey from here on out if you're listening to this podcast i cannot i cannot guarantee no spoilers and i will do my best to not spoil something but half the time i'm just blabbing and i don't even know if something i'm saying is a spoiler but just kind of like a general warning spoiler right spoilers may be around the corner at any point in time during olivia's obscura and that's that's something that I'm owning and that's something that I'll try to work on. Anyway, ah, uh, yes, I believe I was talking about getting, as I have so eloquently put it, Paul Walker pilled. Hey, I know I'm not supposed to speak ill of the dead. I know that's very not chic, very not not classy. Actually, I think that probably speaking, it, the best time to speak ill of someone is when they're dead. That's just kind of my hot take. So like, well, I did specifically click on this movie because I was like Paul Walker car movie. Yes. Injected into my veins. I do feel the need to bring up the fact that like I've obviously read the Paul Walker blind items. He was like 32 and he was dating like a 16 year old, which I cannot co-sign. If there's one thing about this, <laughs> if there's one thing about this podcast, it is that we do not co-sign dating minors. Okay. So I just really need to throw that out there because I, I Okay, mm, right? Mm, not good. But like, I don't know. Like when people die, we tend to like martyrize them. Is that the word? Okay, that's not the word I was looking for. What I'm, what I'm trying to say is like post-mortem, post someone's death, like as a culture, we tend to turn them into like martyr figures. And I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that, okay? I know, listen. The world can exist in nuance, okay? I'm just, <laughs> the world exists in nuance. I know that Paul Walker did a lot of charity and stuff. Also, he was 32, sleeping with a 16-year-old. So that uh, takes a bit of precedence in my mind. Anyway, I, I, needed to get the, I needed to get that off my chest, off my desk, so that now I can talk about Joyride 2001. So essentially, the basis of this movie is that um, Steve, I'm just going to refer to them by their, by their names. Okay. Their real names, because the names in the movies, I don't remember. I don't care. Steve Zahn, ball cancer guy is Paul Walker's brother who just got out of jail. Paul Walker is heading on a cross country road trip from somewhere in California all the way to New Jersey. And he's trying to pick up this girl in Colorado, like a friend of his that he's into. They're stopping for her and driving her to New Jersey as well. But on the way there, Paul Walker gets a call from his mom. He's like, your brother was arrested. He's drunk. He was disorderly. Can you go pick him up? And so he goes to pick him up in Salt Lake City. When he's there, before they like continue their journey to Colorado, because the original plan is that Paul Walker is just going to drop off Steve Zahn in Denver, pick up the girl, go to the East Coast, which is where his mother also lives, I believe. Like there, the two of them are going home for summer break. The brother, St Steve... Steve's on the brother gets this like CB radio for the car that they're driving and is which is like a private two-way radio that you that like truckers use it has like a five mile radius or something like that and it's like a private channel like two people can talk on a private channel so like goofing on the CB radio like pretending to be a woman and they are like essentially catfishing this truck driver over the CB radio pretending to be like a woman that he's flirting with okay the driver on the receiving end of the prank turns out to be this like total psycho and he knows exactly what car they're driving and he knows where they are and like at one point okay obviously spoilers but at one point they like kind of get driven off the road and they're kind of in this like field and 
the two brothers are driving the car. It gets pinned by a tree. And then the semi-truck has been following them because, like I said, he's a psycho. So the semi-truck driver is barreling towards the car that is butted up against a tree sideways. I'm not <laughs> I'm not explaining this well. Just go watch the movie. It's literally free. But I need to talk about this particular scene because it, it this one had me on the edge of my seat a little bit. Okay? I was like, cuz I love I love a movie that like makes me feel itchy. Like I hate it. It's like a love-hate thing. Like on Hulu, there is this absolutely insane movie that I watched recently called Fall. And it is about these two girls that climb this, the tallest radio tower in the country or something. I don't know. The, the specifics aren't really relevant. But, like, if you like, a, like, just, like, a good thriller that, like, genuinely thrills you, watch Fall. Okay? I, it's not, like, a good movie. But, like, I did have, a, like, a really good viewing experience. Like, it did give me the feelings that, like, the uncomfortable, like sweating like clammy palms heart racing vibes that like I love from a thriller okay anyway where was I okay there's a tree there's a car the semi-truck is barreling towards the car and it slows down and it just creeps up enough to like bump into the side of the car and as it inches forward like as the truck driver is inching the truck forward the front of the truck is like edging under their car and like lifting it up and kind of turning it, the car on its side. So like if the semi-truck driver were to keep driving forward, it would have just like crushed the bottom of the car into the top of the car and then subsequently into the tree. I hope you loved me describing a movie scene to you in a podcast. But the whole time they're like on the walkie talkie on or radio with the semi-truck driver and Steve gets on the radio and he's like dude we were just playing with you man we were just playing with you and the semi-truck driver's like oh I was just playing with you man and then he kind of like backs off of the car and the car slowly slides back down into being flat on the ground and that whole that scene felt like it was like five minutes long I think it was probably like 30 seconds but like that hey I was sold at that time. I was kind of watching it as like a, it seemed like it could either be bad, good or bad, bad. Like, you know, some movies are just bad and some movies are like so bad they're good. Like at this point in the movie, I was like, oh, actually like this movie is just good and I do just actually like it. So, and I'm, as I'm looking at this right now, there is a Joyride 2 from 2008 and a Joyride 3 from 2014. So I know what I'm watching. I know what I'm watching next. The other thing is that there is, I'm just going to take you through like my favorite scenes in this movie, okay? There is one, I love a car chase scene, okay? It just, it has me on the edge of my seat every single time. So there is this one scene where they're driving the little car and the semi-truck is chasing them and they have to like drift out of it to like, okay, Fast and Furious, like, okay, pop off Fast and Furious, pop off. They have to like speed away from the semi-truck. I don't even, I don't know the, I don't know the terminology, but it was good. It was a good scene iconic car blowing up scene there's one of those that i that i riveted me if here's the thing there's something in my brain and like like my monkey brain where if there's like if there's an exploding car in a movie i'm kind of like sick dude like that was sick that's probably my most um my most like frat boy trait is that i'm kind i'm like if there's an exploding car in the equation i'm in 
towards kind of like the middle end of the movie, there's a scene where the all the the the, bo- the two brothers and the girl they picked up are all in the car. They get out of the car. They're in this cornfield because they drove into the cornfield trying to lose the semi driver. They couldn't do it. So then they just like jump out of the car. I can't remember if this was before the car exploded or after the car exploded, but in retrospect, not super relevant. Um, they get they're out of the car. They're on foot and they're running while the semi truck is just like absolutely bombing through this cornfield. It's insane. There's this ditch in the cornfield, like from a tractor tire. And at one point, the semi truck catches up to them and they lay flat in the tire tire track in the dirt in the cornfield. And the semi truck drives over them. But they were spared because they 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 stayed in the ditch. It was like the train in the classic like lay flat on the train tracks move so the train can just pass over you. It was that but with a semi truck in a cornfield. So you best believe I was eating that the fuck up. What I also need to say, it's interesting that like one of the things that like really just made me obsessed with the Fast and the Furious movie, the first one, I'm really hitting my F's hard, like fast and furious. Anyway, sorry if that sounds like shitty on the mic. I don't even realize I'm doing it. I just, I just talk with spirit, okay? I'm just a spirited emoter. What can I do? What's a girl to do? One of the things that like thrilled me in the first movie is that there. The whole like thing is that there's like this organized crime group that like is I'm saying if if you haven't seen the movies, this is like a very horrible description for you to kind of like get the gist. These drivers are like essentially doing highway robbery on semi trucks and they their whole thing is they like take these like fancy little souped up cars and like zoom them underneath the semi truck and like drive in between the two sets of wheels underneath. Oh, iconic. I saw that for the first time. I was like, I didn't know that was an option. And that's how they would like distract the truck driver and rob them. And so it is like really like beautiful and harmonious that last night, like kind of when I was feeling really aimless and sad about not having any more Fast and Furious movies to watch, I found this this movie that also included Paul Walker and semi-truck shenanigans. Okay, what? Hey, what else could I have asked for really in that moment? At the end of the movie, there's this there is like a scene that genuinely I I was like, like I cringed at. I was kind of like, like a little nauseous about because ball cancer Steve gets like a metal rod poked through his thigh. Hey, can we talk about the fact that this was all supposed to be part of the O portion of the weekly report? We never made it past O. We never made it past obsessing. That was just one long ass tangent. And I've been recording for like almost an hour. Hey, what the hell? Olivia, get it together. Okay, I so I need to wrap this up. I need to wrap up the obsessing portion of this weekly report. Obviously, we are so due for a wrap up. I'm going to stop talking about Fast and Furious. The R portion of the weekly report recommending. Guess what I started doing this week? Stretching. I started stretching this week. I, I stretch intermittently, like, and this is insane because I, as if you listen to the first episode, you know that I am a former yoga teacher. I still have my registration. It like doesn't expire, but I'm a former yoga teacher and a former extremely enthusiastic yoga practitioner. I used to do yoga every day. I did yoga every day for like two or three years. I was in the best shape of my life. I fell out of it and I, I haven't been consistent with it since. Something about like yoga itself doesn't really align with where I'm at right now there's something about it that like I think it's just because of my like past relationship with it like it was literally my whole life for a few years um so 
now I kind of just refer to it as like stretching or like movement because like, I don't know. I just, it feels like it's less pressure on myself to like sit down and like put on a video or like put on a guided flow or something like that. Like sometimes that is like too much of a barrier and I'm, and I can't, I just can't do it. What I can do and what I have been doing is just like getting on the floor, doing like downward dog, couple lunges, like some nice twists, like yoga moves that like feel good. I haven't done a single chaturanga and I'm loving it, okay? I don't need, cause guess what? No one is holding a gun to my head making me do a chaturanga. No one's doing that. No one's in my house saying, why aren't you doing a chaturanga? So I'm not doing them. I only do the moves that feel really good for me, which is not chaturanga. But yeah, I'm recommending stretching. Hey, it feels good. Revolutionary, right? It feels good. I also, ever since I started yoga, I loved the inversions part of yoga. Like I loved doing, like my first like inversion that I ever cracked was crow pose and then headstand and then I could do a pincha and then I could do, I could hold handstands for a while, like at my peak, which was insane. And I like wish I could do that still, but I like don't care enough to like work to get it back, if you know what I mean? Like I, it would be cool if I could do that, but like, I'm not gonna try, you know? Obviously I'm not gonna try, but I can still do a hand headstand because here's the thing, a headstand is kind of all balance, no strength. Like you in theory need like some core strength to like, I guess, get yourself up. But if you're in like a supported headstand with your hands behind your head and like your elbows by your ears kind of like that's a very steady base and like even though I've lost a lot of my strength and I like don't have the abs that I used to like I can't like a headstand is still something that's very doable for me which leads me to believe based on anecdotal evidence that doing a headstand is balance over strength don't I don't care if that's true or not it's probably not true scientifically probably not true but I do a headstand I flip back upright and I'm like, wow, am I seeing the world in a whole new way actually? Was that amazing? Was that headstand that I just did maybe the most amazing thing that I've ever done? And did it change the trajectory of my whole day? Sure it did. So I guess um, I can recommend like doing a headstand. I Like definitely don't hurt yourself. <laughs> but if you're like feeling a little fiery and like down DTH down to headstand, I say fucking go for it. Moving on to the T portion of the weekly report, which at this point, I think the weekly report just is the episode. <laughs> like, hello, I think that I talked enough during this weekly report. I don't think we need an addendum. But the final letter T stands for treating. And what am I treating myself to this week? I had to think about this one because I, money's tight, times are tough, okay? I haven't been treating myself to a lot of stuff lately like monetarily like I haven't been shopping a lot I haven't been shopping at all really the best shopping I do is grocery shopping all right can I go to hell yeah but when I really sat down to think about it and this is going to sound insufferable and corny what I'm really treating myself to is the luxury of time okay because I don't have the luxury of money right now but I have the luxury of time fuck the hustle fuck the grind I want the luxury of time bars I, if you, if you don't, if you're not friends with me, you probably, like, don't know my deal. Like, I feel like if you aren't someone who, like, actually interacts with me on a daily basis, like, personally, you probably see me on social media and just, like, think that I, like, do nothing all day. And, like, here's the thing. That's kind of true. 
here's the thing that's kind of true I also kind of am always working but I'm also kind of always not working which is beautiful um I don't have like a day job right now in my first episode uh if you listened you'll know that I up until February of this year I was doing social media like remote social media management and like content creation for a tech startup and in February they ghosted me like they just sent me my last paycheck and like never talk to me again which like I think like technically they can do because I was a contract employee with them I wasn't a w-2 employee so I guess like technically they just terminated the contract but it was strange like it is strange to get ghosted by an employer so since then I've been like sporadically doing like contract work for clients on Upwork which is just a hellhole of a website by the way Upwork fucking sucks everything on there is a scam I don't think anyone ever really reads any of the cover letters that I send. I think it's like an entire website run by like AI that like nobody actually, like no people are actually on that website. It's all robots. Okay. Fuck Upwork. That to say, I found a couple contracts on there. So I do like sporadic contract work for people like freelance, like social media work, content creation, video creation, whatever. I also sell my artwork at in-person markets. I used to do a lot more of them. Um, then I my car got wrecked over the summer. A separate story. I didn't wreck it. It was parked on the street, minding its own business, and someone hit it and totaled it. So, you know, that's, hey, that's then, and this is now. So ever since then, I haven't really had a my own vehicle to get myself to and from, like, as many maker's markets as I was doing, but I've been doing a lot more. I've been putting a lot more of that energy into my online sales of my art business. This is so long-winded. But I'm talking about kind of the fact that like I don't work a traditional job right now and like how much I love that. So I do feel like it's necessary to like give this context, especially because I don't think that people like are transparent about what they do. Like, I don't think that if you follow me on social media as like an acquaintance, you wouldn't know that I like um, have been paying my rent out of savings for like the past couple of months. (laughs) No shame. Okay, you only get one life. You only get one life. And if I, I just want, I just got to try to do it my way. You know, me when I do it my way, I did it my way. Like, yes, there are pros and cons to everything. And yes, I'm in a little bit of credit card debt right now. And yes, I had to take a little bit of my rent out of my dwindling savings last month. Okay. But this is, what am I doing with my one wild and beautiful life? I'm trying. I'm trying. And I, if I'm being so honest, if I'm speaking my truth, working sucks and I don't want to work. <laughs> I don't want to work. But this is my, this is my one wild and beautiful life. And I will be damned if I don't try to do it my way. If I don't try to hack it so that I can monetize something that I like doing in order to fund the life that I want to live. That's kind of what I'm doing right now. I'm just kind of like going day by day trying to fund the life that I want to live, which is doing art, making bullshit to post on the internet. And occasionally like I do have a a, like a part time job like I do. I work at like corporate events sometimes like on evenings and weekends and like that's nice. Like that's really super helpful. And I wouldn't be scraping by if I didn't have like a little part time gig like that. Um, but like, I am so much happier now than I was when I was trying to hack it as someone working a full-time job. 
like that is just it's just not a way to live and it's not and it's a shame because it's the way that a lot of people have no choice but to do if I was in a different position right now if I didn't have savings if I didn't have like parents that were willing to bail me out like every once in a while like I'd be fucked I wouldn't be able to fuck around like I'm I am right now and like I recognize that and like I'm like because I have the op- because like I have the opportunity to just kind of step out of the traditional what an American life is supposed to look like I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it but yeah like it's interesting to kind of take a step back and like when I had when I when I had more of like a cash flow when I had like big paychecks coming in from previous jobs like and I say big paychecks like they were big to me but it's insane right now like even though my finances are kind of like in a transitional period I am just like so much happier and I feel so much more like free and not dreadful in my day to day that it is so hard for me to imagine going back to working five days out of the week. And I I don't have a, a plan. I don't have a one year plan. I don't have a five year plan. I don't have a 10 year plan. I have like vague markers of what I would like to do with my life. But more importantly, I just like not to get like too like corny and deep here, but like honestly like I don't know how long I have I don't know uh, are you aware of the climate crisis happening on this earth right now like I don't know if I'm gonna make it past 2042 so like sue me if I'm if saving for retirement isn't my main priority like I don't know I I just feel the need we get fed a lot of different information online like we get so much personal finance input and like all sorts of really good advice that in theory like is important yeah you should have a 401k you should have six months worth of emergency savings just sitting in an account somewhere you should be making three times as much as your rent that's all nice and cool and dandy that is not the reality for a lot of people and like I'm hey not to do it again but not to quote Frank Sinatra but I'm literally doing it my way Okay, I'm taking it day by day. I'm trying to create a life that I like because two years ago at this time, I like wanted to die. I wanted to die. I was so deeply depressed. I and hey, is all of this renewed zest for life due to the fact that I switched to a new antidepressant last winter? Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's part of it. But if anything, switching my meds has just given me that's been like the facilitator to allow me to like even dream of living a life that I would like because in the winter of 2021 if you would have asked me what if I I was working at a coffee shop job that I was really getting really burnt out of at the time I didn't have a lot of faith in myself I didn't I felt like I was I felt like I had nothing else in my life to live for I was 23 and I was like this is my life I'm just gonna be working this job that I hate forever barely scraping by forever and it's like I might as well barely scrape by and do what I like to do every day. And in my opinion, if I keep throwing shit at the wall, something's gotta stick. The more art that I make, the more podcasts that I record, the more just like shit that I, that I do, like something has to stick. And that's all I'm trying. I'm not trying to like strike it big. I'm not ever trying to be rich. Like I realize that I'm probably going to be like renting an apartment for the rest of my life. And like, that's okay. (laughs) 
I'm like, it's really affirming for me to be able to sit here and talk about this right now because I feel like when you say this stuff on like TikTok or whatever, like it always finds the worst people who have such like closed minds and like have no concept of living a life outside of what's been fed to them growing up, especially as an American, graduate college, get a job, get married, have kids, retire when you're 65. Like that just so, even since I was a little kid, that's never resonated with me. I didn't even want to have kids when I was a little kid. And I have never been someone with career goals literally until now and it's not a career goal I just want to be able to make enough money doing artwork to fund my life and what's wrong with that and what's wrong with that I don't know I'm kind of getting a little crazy getting a little freaky deaky off the rails here um getting a little reflective a little introspective which is like not really my usual vibe um but I don't know like it is I I just needed to get that I just needed to get that off my chest and off my desk as well I'm getting so many things off my chest and off my desk today and oh it feels good I'm feeling amazing light like a feather baby the Sabrina Carpenter song feather love it I love seeing the videos of her opening for Taylor Swift on the South American leg of her era store because she's so cute like Sabrina Carpenter actually is just like a real life Polly Pocket when you think about it. Like everything about her, like she's just, she's giving Polly Pocket and I love that. But yeah, kind of circling back to the treating of it all and like how I, right now I'm kind of like treating myself every day to the luxury of time and doing what I want to do with my time and not being beholden to a manager or a schedule. Like it's, if anything having the chance and being in a place in my life where I can try to do things kind of not traditionally has given me so much clarity that like, yes, this is what I want for my life. Like, it's a lot easier for me to think of what I don't want to do with my life. I don't, I don't really want a career. Like I'm not a career woman. I don't want to work in an office. I don't want to climb a corporate ladder. I don't want to be a mother. Like, it's really easy for me to think, like, of all that. I don't want to do a lot of different jobs. I don't want to be, I don't want to work in a restaurant. I don't want to work at an office. I don't want to sell my labor to someone that is going to undervalue me. And that is kind of, like, like a really important revelation that I've continued to have over the past couple years of, like, experiencing more and more and more disillusionment with the current system that we have like at this point hey at this point my political views are just burn it all down we need to start over okay this isn't serving anyone the system that we have right now isn't serving anyone other than quite frankly the top one percent everyone else suffers and the not (laughs) i'm getting like really off the rails here but like the middle class like it doesn't really exist anymore you're either very well off or you are living paycheck paycheck to paycheck and like nothing I do no matter how hard I hustle and no matter like how much I grind and no matter what job I have like I am never going to be a one percenter who is absolutely living the life so why this is going to sound like sad and depressing but I actually mean it in like a very like uplifting freeing way like why would I even try 
if no matter how hard I work, no matter how many hours I put in, no matter how much I schmooze and suck up to my boss, if I am never going to, to end up with a quality of life like the few suits sitting at the top of the food chain, you know, like, why would I even try? I'm, fuck it. I'm done. I'm done. And this late stage capitalism thing we have going on right now is not working. It's not working for me. I know it's not working for you. And I, I'm over it. I get one chance at life. Okay. Like for some reason, like this, the, 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 the subject of my own mortality has been coming to me a lot as I've been recording this, I've been, I've been saying it a lot. So it seems like that it, sh- it must be on the top of my mind, but like, yeah, I like really don't, nothing is guaranteed and I don't know anything. So like, why would I be busting my ass at a job that I hate if I'm going to get run over by, I don't know, a psychotic semi truck tomorrow? You never know. You never know. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it Thanks for listening. (laughs) We really ran the gamut today on this episode. We talked about unexpected cheddar spread. We talked about 90s rom-coms. We talked about unsavory Paul Walker blind items. What, hey, what more could you ask for when you come on over and take a look into my beautiful mind palace? What more would you even expect from me? I contain multitudes. All right, team, I'm signing off. I hope you have a lovely rest of your day. Let me know your thoughts if you had any. Go ahead and follow the podcast Obscura Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Um, if you're not following my personal account on TikTok, um, my bigger account, it's Olivia Stober Studios. I just kind of do, I post some art stuff on there, but it's mostly just like shit posting and random stuff that I like to talk about. So maybe I'll see you there. Maybe I won't. Either way, if you could... If you enjoyed your time here today spent with me, I would absolutely love it if you give me a little five-star review. I'd give you a little kiss on the lips. There it is. I'd give you a little kiss in advance if you wanted to give me a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. But yeah, it's been a pleasure. It means so much to me if you've made it to the end of the episode. Thanks for listening to me blab. Uh, yeah, it means a lot. And I will be back here next week to do the exact same thing. Have a good one. Bye.